not even a real definition <clears> of this word. To manifest something means <laughs> I don't think the culture created to manifest. <laughs> <laughs> to manifest something means to make something happen, to make something certain, right? And I still think you don't understand manifestation. You believe that manifestation is this dream that you can just dream and make it real. You say, oh, I want to raise $100 million and boom, $100 million happens. It's still faith and work together, mm -hmm. right, in order to achieve the result. So to manifest something is simply a system in which you first have a thought that's followed by an intention or maybe the intention comes before the thought either way. But you have an intentional thought about something. This is what I would like to accomplish in my life. This is These are the things that I want to achieve. And then you maybe think on it over and over again. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you're somebody who journals and you're writing it down. And eventually it's like once you think on an idea long enough, you start to believe it, right? You start to believe that idea. You start to believe that you can have these things. You so start you can to manifest the belief. No, you, you, you have the belief. You create the belief. The belief happens first. So it's not even that. You, you manifest becoming the person to act on that belief. So you have a thought. I want $100 million. Right now, today, what we have in place, we probably don't have what it takes to get the $100 million, but you've put that thought out there. The intent is to take this $100 million and build a bigger, better clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Now that we've put that out there, now we have to start doing the work. Now we have to start. Now, now the idea is here, just like it was for the clubhouse. The idea is here. We got to get this hundred million dollars, a hundred million, a hundred million, hundred million. Now what we're going to do is be so intentional in our thoughts that every opportunity, every new relationship, we're going to be looking at, is this person a seed for this goal? Yes. And eventually we will find, we will begin to attract because the energy that we're putting out there matches the thought and the desire. Then we start to do the work. The energy or the activity? Both. All right, let me read this. It energy says, is everything. A manifestation is the public display or emotion or feeling or something theoretical made real. Mm -hmm. Manifestation's origins are in religion and spirituality because if something spiritual becomes real, it is said to be manifestation. Mm -hmm. So it's so manifestation is a spiritual practice. For sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's definitely connect because so all of this work that we do is spirit work. When you are believing for something in your life that hasn't happened yet, you have to have some level of spiritual understanding. Like we don't see God, but we believe in him emphatically. It's spiritual, right? We can feel his presence. We can close our eyes and we can feel like we're talking to him and he's sitting right here. We can feel like he spoke that word directly to us. This is all spiritual work. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Mm. If I have a product mm -hmm. and you have some money mm -hmm. and I use some sales training to sell you on you buying this product, mm -hmm. it's not a spiritual situation. It's I like, understand. Yo, I so you're something. connecting a transaction to you're you're minimizing it mm -hmm. so much. Right. So maybe the transaction isn't the spiritual yes. activity, but back up three years to you deciding to start that business. That I can feel. I feel you on that. I do this training um, called Seven Figure Conversations, right? The very first C is conversations. Very first C. And these are the elements that people don't realize are slapping them right in their faces 
But the very first thing is conversations. What conversation are you having with yourself every single day? What conversation are you having with other people every single day? Right. So, for example, when David and I decided that we were going to go for our very first seven figures, our conversation changed. It changed drastically. We went from what small event can we do? What $20, $10, $40 event can we do to then every single day became accountability. Are you on your goal today? Are you on track for your goal today? What can I do to help you today, right? And then the conversation that I was having with myself was more alignment with more in alignment with what do I have to do to achieve this goal today? Not what I can't do or how far I am away from the goal, but what do I actually have to do? How do I position myself? So I want you guys to audit the conversation that we're having with ourselves. Number one, are you telling yourself that seven figures is far away? Are you telling yourself that it's impossible? Or are you first telling yourself that you are qualified, you are capable, you have everything that it takes? I have affirmations all over my bathroom wall. I read these affirmations to myself every single day. In fact, it started with those particular, well, they've, they've changed, evolved over time, but it started with this seven-figure goal that we had. I had to tell myself every single day the level of success that I was going to be. I decided. I decided how much success that I'm going to have. Then that conversation spilled over into the conversations that I'm having with friends. So that literally meant that I had to stop talking to certain people about my goals, like parents, like significant others, like friends, because our goal was so big. It was bigger than anybody in my circle had ever personally experienced that they couldn't keep up with that conversation and having those kind of conversations with people who can't keep up. There's a whole lot of, well, what ifs? What if this goes wrong? What if that doesn't happen? What's your backup plan? There is no backup plan. It has to happen or it has to happen. Mm. And that's the conversation that I had with myself and with every single person. And it didn't even take us a year to hit a million dollars. I think it took me like eight months or something like that, eight, nine months to do it. When I became super intentional, it happened, period. I didn't know how it would happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't concern myself with those details that I call trivial. I just got to work. I was having the right conversation. So that's number one. So how yeah. does this work? I don't hold on to any reality that I don't desire to have. Mm. I just don't. I can't. It'll drive you crazy. Like, I don't have to wake up every day and say this situation is bad because I am such a believer in affirmation. Uh, it's important that I don't do that. Like, if you wake up every single day and you're like, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, the situation will continue to be bad and you won't be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So once you've realized it, like we got it. The situation is bad. Give now, me, on the example. other side, okay, of what? A bad situation? Yeah, yeah, And how we transition to affirmation. Sure. So I don't have any money. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Um, you know, I don't have any money to pay my bills. We got it. I don't have any money. You don't want to keep waking up every day like, dang, I don't have any money. Up mm -hmm. today, still don't have any money. So on one <laughs> side of your paper, you might be journaling. I don't have any money. This is what life looks like right now. If I don't start making money in the next 60 days, I'm going to lose my apartment or my house, my car, blah, 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 blah. On the other side of that paper, write down what needs to happen, what you actually want to affirm. I need a job that, start, that pays blah, blah, blah. I need to bring in clients that pay blah, blah, blah. I need to make this amount in my business. So we talk to entrepreneurs. I need to make $5,000 next month in my business. 
in order to get back on track financially. Okay, $5,000. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. That's what I will write down because every single day I'm waking up. That's the affirmation that I want to speak. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. Okay, cool. How do I do this? Am I properly set up to make this $5,000? Am I priced correctly? Am I selling like a skincare balm that's $10? That's a whole lot of customers that I have to get. Maybe I can do something a little differently. Maybe I should, instead of trying to sell the bomb, maybe I can teach other skincare or people who want to start a skincare business. Maybe I can teach them for $500 how to create their own skincare product. Mm. That's a faster way to get to it. Okay, if I can teach for $500, how many people do I need? 10 people. Is it easier to get 10 people than to go get 100 orders? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. So I'm going to focus on the 10 people. Okay, in order to get these 10 people, how do I find them? Mm. I'm going to go into some Facebook groups. I'm going to go to some other independent product companies and see the customers that just really love their stuff. I'm going to go look at hashtags and find other people who are in this product line or in this industry. They're not doing it so well. It's something missing in their product. Can I help them? Can I shoot them a DM? Can I find 10 people? I need this money in 60 days. Can I spend the next 30 days DMing five people every single day? And get 10. If I DM five people 30 days, how many people am I DMing? 150. Out of 150 people, is it mo- is it likely that I'll get 10? Possibly. It's, it's more likely than me being stressed out trying to get 100, right? So I'm putting that together. Okay, so back to my affirmations. I will make $5,000 from my business right now. Okay, got to put a timeline on it. I will, uh, I am attracting 10 customers that can pay me $500. I am attracting 10. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today. Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. Question for you. Why do you want to learn a new language? Like, where would you use it and how would it come in handy? Think about this. 
Right? Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone. It is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you really, really want to learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it. It's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we about to learn this Spanish. Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you want to learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages, for any and all trips and language needs in your life, lifetime access, all 25 languages for 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today. Customers that can pay me $500. I am qualified to help these 10 customers get the result that they are paying me for. If you read the book Traction, you'll see that there are people who are the talent. There are people who are the visionary. There's a very, very small percentage of people who are both, right? And I think what you have to really, really assess is which one are you? Some people who say I'm both are absolutely not both. <laughs> you're just you're just not both, right? And you have to start assessing what does what does the talent do? What does the creative do? What does the visionary do? And actually identify the roles that that person will play. And are you being the talent? And are you being the visionary? And are you doing both parts effectively? And if you're not, then you ask yourself, which one am I most effective at? The talent or the vision? But there are some people who are very, very, very good at both the execution and seeing the big picture that you're, like, you're good in the details in this moment right now. And you can see the big picture of it. You are also someone who's really good at it. You lean into one side, but you're really, really good at doing both. I am a both person. Depending on the role that I'm playing, I lean into one side. So when I am working with clients, I am more of the strategist that's focused on the details, right? But I have to keep the bigger picture in mind. Most of my clients don't really see their big picture clearly. 
When I'm working, though, in my business, I have someone else who focuses on the details and I'm strictly focused on the vision. In fact, one of the biggest frustrations as a CEO for me was having to, in my own business, focus on the details. But in my clients' businesses, I love focusing on the details. So I think it's I think it's um, situational, but also facing the reality of I'm not both. For clarity, understanding tax planning, tax mm-hmm. planning and tax strategy, we are taught to go to a tax preparer's office and file our taxes. H&R Block. That's all we're taught to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, places like H&R Block. Like, we're taught that as early as high school, like, that we're actually doing it ourselves. Some people may be taught about it earlier, but we actually start to do it around mm-hmm. age high school. And it's just, hey, you made this money, you get your your little, uh, what are they called? Um, W-2. W-2s in the mail. And you go to H&R Block or you go to your uncle or your aunt who files taxes. They're tax prepare and you let them prepare your taxes. Yep. Find the kids that, that you can claim. That is the least important thing. And the only strategy we know is to find kids that you can claim. Mm-hmm. That's the strategy. All <laughs> right. Yo, That's it, the it, only some strategy. People, it was crazy. Some people got that joint dialed in though. Oh, absolutely. That's the only <laughs> strategy you know about, but it's detrimental because when you become a business owner, there are so many different uh, tax codes that you can leverage, wealth strategies that you can leverage to legally reduce your tax liability. And you should not be waiting on a CPA or anybody to tell you, you need to dig into that. Because what I've learned to your point for this tip number four is that not all CPAs and financial advisors are created equally. Mm -hmm. They are literally giving you the best advice based on their level of experience. So guess what? If you are working with that same tax lady who used to do your your taxes when you were, you know, working at, at, in the restaurant mm-hmm. or at Six Flags and you've been with them all, all your life, mm-hmm. it's highly likely that that person, I found, had never worked with a seven-figure business owner before, mm-hmm. right? So the tax strategy that that person studied regularly, routinely is very different from the ones that apply to me now. So you got to make sure that you're not only studying um, and understanding taxes, but putting people around you who understand taxes based on who you are as a business owner and and your status as a business owner right now. 100%. All right. right. So we're on number five. five. Um, Number five for me is going to be trying to do everything for too long. Trying to do everything myself for too long. So in the beginning, there may be a period where you have to do what you have to do and you are wearing all hats. You're the marketer, you're the CEO, you're the COO, you're your CFO, you're your admin admin assistant, your troubleshooter, your janitor, right? Totally fine. But once you start generating revenue, um, it's really important. Once you've proven your concept, it's really important to get people on your team that can help you carry your vision forward. So I had the mindset for a long time um, that I could do it all, right? Because I'm gifted or experienced in a lot of different areas. So I felt like, well, I know how to do that. So I'll just do it myself real quick. I know how to do this. So I'll just do it myself real quick. And there usually is nothing real quick about trying to do everything yourself, (laughs) number one. So this thing that somebody else could have done for you in an hour, it takes you two weeks to complete because you're doing everything. So all these one hours begin to add up, right? Um, I also had the mindset of, 
I'll save money doing it myself. Oh, yeah. You oh, I'll, I'll save the money doing it myself. Why would I pay somebody oh, yeah. for something that I could do? Why <laughs> would I pay somebody a couple thousand dollars to write these marketing emails? You mean the ones that they can be completely focused on? Meanwhile, I'm trying to do it on my way to bed real quick, mm-hmm. sleepy, drained from the day, and I'm underperforming. Yeah. So if if up to me, I would have built a team much sooner. And building a team doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be expensive at first. There are ways, and that's a different podcast. I think we talked about it actually um, maybe two or three episodes ago on how you build a team around you um, for little to no investment, but great reward still for the whole team. I'm trying to do everything myself, you guys. If you're doing it right now. So here's the thing. Most of the time, the things that you want you don't have yet because you have to become something. You have to become qualified to get those things. So the whole act of manifesting something again is having an idea and then figuring out who you need to become in order to attract the result, right? So you're absolutely right. It's not about just let me get this investor, let me get this investor. We got to put a presentation together. 100%. There has to be a kit together. There has to be a posture together. We can't just roll up like we're looking for $100 million. Yeah, for sure. Let's sit down and have lunch. That's not how it works. So it's absolutely about becoming, right? You're con- And that's why we're constantly evolving. That's why anytime something big for you or anytime, anytime you are desiring something big, anybody ever been in a process where like your dreams are so big right now, you don't know how you're going to attain them and it kind of hurts. Like it's it's hard to deal with the fact that you have this dream inside of you and you just don't know how to execute it. It hurts. It's painful. Anytime major change is to come into your life, you're also going to experience some form of major pain. It's just how it is. That's why there's a thing called growing pains. So when you're in the process of manifestation, you are absolutely growing. There's some pain associated. Pain can look like nose. Pain can look like delay. Pain can look like procrastination. It can look like a bunch of things. <laughs> Wait, so I want you guys to get clear on this. The conversations that you're having to reach this goal need to be conversations that apply pressure. 100%. So when we get to work on this goal, David and I are going toward this goal. And we got the same people in our circles, the Neos and and the Mitches and all these people. But David was really like my right hand during this experience, like trying to get it done. And I remember that month that you did the 100, Mm -hmm. right? David didn't take the whole month to do 100, just for the record, when you did this. So David calls me. He's like, yo, what's up, sis? Um, It's like, I don't know, like the 20-something of the month. And he's like, yo, what's up, sis? How you looking on that goal? And I'm like, yo, I'm going to slide into this (laughs) $89,333.33. And he's like, all right, you hit it yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. But the way I've projected these numbers to happen, I'm going to close out right at 89,000. 83. I'm sorry, 83,333.33. So he's like, all right, cool. Let me know if I can do anything. Last day of the month comes and he calls me and he asks me, did you get it done? And I'm like, getting it done right now, literally enrolling somebody into my program right now. I said, what about you, though? Have you gotten it done? He was like, oh, yeah, I hit 100 like a couple days ago. I just didn't want to say anything and discourage you. (laughs) So what does that do for me? What? The pressure has been applied 
Oh, you hitting it days before the month closes out? <laughs> Not only did you hit it, you exceeded the $83,333.33. I thought we were going for a million, but you just upped the game and you're doing a little bit more. You're looking at 1.1, 1.2. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and are absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top-rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and to use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turned 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash social proof. Let's go. David applied pressure. So then my next month, I couldn't take the whole month to hit the goal. I needed to figure out how to get to the month, how to get to the goal as quickly as possible. So again, the conversations that you're having with yourself, the conversations that you're having with others, but you can't talk to, to small minds about big concepts and big ideas. 
Talk to people who can apply pressure, period. It's fun to talk to people who you're doing better than, right? Mm -hmm. It's fun to talk to people and you're like, I'm going to motivate you through this process by watching my process, but now is not the time for that. It's time for you to talk to and associate with people who are applying pressure. You hit the goal. Remember a period that I went through where I was feeling really unmotivated to do anything and I would find myself starting my days taking longer and longer and longer to get out of the bed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I would say something like, I didn't get anything done today. I just laid in bed all day and thought. (laughs) And then maybe after two weeks or so of doing that, I realized how important that downtime to think Mm -hmm. actually was. I did a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought through a lot. I got clear like that thinking time allowed me to get so clear. Like I had been affirming what I wanted, but the pieces, the the journey, the steps weren't clear. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, if this is what I want, I still don't know how to get there. Like, I know that I want this thing, but how do I get there? And the how doesn't always reveal itself yeah. quickly. Right. So even though you don't know how you still have to start acting and we got to start thinking through, okay, just give me the first step. How do I get this first step? And you take that step. I believe after you affirm the mindset shift happens and now you're so committed to these affirmations, you're starting to do everything, seek all the resources and the people and the opportunity to make these affirmations true. Mm -hmm. So your mind starts to block out that reality, that realization that you had. And now you're just focused. Like my mindset is, is so high. It's so good. I'm feeding it. And you got to feed it. You got to maintain the mindset. You don't just magically have this mindset. So in the mindset piece, before we even get into action, what resources do you need to put around you? Is it somebody like an accountability partner? Like I would put Dave around me. Is it a book that you need to be pacing yourself to read over the next 30 days? Like you're reading Outwitting the Devil right now. What is that piece? So if it's, you know, like in your marriage or a situation like that, do you need to pick up a good marriage book that keeps you like, I know I, I, know I want this marriage to work out at the end of the day, but I need to improve my mindset. And just thinking about it isn't enough. Let me get this book and let me let me commit to the 30 pages a day. Let me get this therapist and let me commit to one session a week. Let me get this entrepreneurship book, something that's going to serve and and grow my grow me in mindset because it's not automatic. Y'all, you got to be so intentional about this. It requires that you are so intentional. Like they say you have to wake up every day in a relationship and choose your partner every single day. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah. You got to wake up and choose to be committed to your relationship. And we do it subconsciously. Sometimes we do it, you know, with thought. But you got to do the same thing about your success. You have to wake up and choose what you want out of your life every single day. I choose success every day because it's not it's not easy. Even once you get this concept called success, some people will just give it all back because they stopped choosing it. They no longer want it. They don't want what comes with it. They don't want to do the work. Somewhere along the line, mindset got interrupted. The mindset of success got interrupted. And now fear starts creeping in. Procrastination starts, doubt, all of these other things creep in. You've got to feed your mindset. Yeah, but you are a born visionary. And people who are born visionaries never stop leaning into their imagination of things that can happen. True. You're always going to think about ideas. I'm always going to think about ideas. 
and and you just so happen to be the talent. And the key to that is to find the executors, find those people who can take your vision now and allow you to be the talent in it. Because you only have to communicate the vision one time to the right team. And then you sit and be the talent. And then everybody else are in the details of making it happen. But the struggle comes in trying to be all of those things and not really understanding which role you are. We did an episode a while back about um, number twos, being super strong number twos. And this kind of leans into that, right? So many people want to be the talent when realistic, you're just not the talent. And a good example of that are songwriters in the mm. music industry who can sing. Yep. You can sing. You're behind off. But there's something about you that's not putting you in. And, and you're chasing the dream of being a singer. Mm-hmm. You believe that your talent is being the singer. But the record producers and the artists believe that your talent is actually just in writing the songs Mm -hmm. like we get it you're pretty but you're missing personality or you got personality but you're missing the look that we're looking for or whatever it is so miscalculating what the talent actually is and trying so hard so hard and you you hear about these stories all the time man i was trying to be an artist and i was in the studio demoing songs and then such and such artists walked in and was like yo let me get that and then you end up being a songwriter and you thrive but all the time you spent trying to be the main attraction, the singer, the artist. You say this, not only that, people will, because I've done this too, right? You come we've done with, it together. We've done it together. <laughs> Mad times. We, we do it every day. <laughs> all the time. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get better. Yes, we're getting, we're yes, getting sure. better. Um, I have done this though. The difference is you and I are qualified to do business together. 100%. We've proven that. I have tried to create businesses with people that I probably, that I care about. Mm -hmm. And I want to see you be successful and yo, I got this idea. Let's do it together. Right. But uh, it's not really a qualified (laughs) business partnership relationship. So that's one. Mm -hmm. But what also can happen is whether qualified or unqualified, you'll position these business ideas to someone and you're really excited about it because you created the idea Mm -hmm. and you're like, yep, let's do it. And in the moment, you know, everybody says, yeah, man, let's do it. But then you're looking for these deliverables that never get done or you're looking for them to bring something to the table and they never do. You decide to move on with the idea by yourself or with someone else. Now it's a problem. Wait, now it's a problem. we said, we, we did say, but we also said. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, those things happen. So I think, would you, would you call it starting ideas with the wrong people? Um, creating ideas with friends. Creating ideas with friends and I would even go just go a step further and saying creating ideas with other people with, yeah with the just, wrong people yeah for sure I mean I think even what would be even better right if Donnie says yo I got this idea and this is what I'm gonna like this is what I've been working on and this is what I'm doing already mm-hmm then I'm inspired to jump in because it's like, oh, she's doing this amazing thing already. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. But we're not a part of anything because it's it's just an idea or a concept. Yeah. Right? So what ends up happening to your point, I lost my notes. Okay. What ends up happening to your point is uh, I'll bring an idea to you and mm-hmm. I'll say, David, I've got just this really rough draft of an idea. What do you think? And then you're going to start saying, oh, well, maybe we should do it this way yep. or that way. Instead of saying, David, I got this idea. 
These are the three things we're going to do. This is the one result that we're looking for. Are you in? Yep. Mm -hmm. Just like you were saying, we got the strategy. I can remember even, um, I know someone, I know a high level CEO that will come to the table with ideas, but they start listening to the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's another one. Let's, let's, Mm. that's a whole separate issue. That's a whole separate thing. Let's, let's do that. Listening. Number seven is listening to the wrong people for business advice. Mm-hmm. Which kind of um, ties into my my number two. Yeah, kind of ties in. I think second guess. Sometimes they're the right people and they just don't have the right vision. So what you're saying is different. This is a little different. This is this is maybe second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the one that I was going to go with. This is a bonus, you guys. So don't. This isn't included. But we're gonna add this on to number two. We're gonna right. add this on to number two. <laughs> going to your idea, going relying on the wrong people to give you good advice on your ideas, right? And second guessing yourself. So I know this high level CEO. This person comes up with the best ideas, but before they execute, they will talk to friend A, friend B, and mm-hmm. friend C. And at the end of it, they are just like, "What the crap?" Yeah, completely confused, like. Mm-hmm. Now they've got all these people giving them ideas about their one idea that now they don't know what to do. They're considering everybody's feedback. It's a some whole of this, other idea. Some of this feedback might be good. Some of it not so good. But stop second guessing yourself and go with your idea. Like put it out there and execute. You will confuse yourself even further going to, or just have a person that you trust that you bounce ideas off of. And that's where an accountability partner would come into place. I think I just gave like. What's up family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns 145 bucks per year. And that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy the flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been wanting to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Listen to me, family. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code SOCIALPROOF when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code SOCIALPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code SOCIALPROOF. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard more mistakes in that one. Okay. <laughs> so I was talking to, um, I've been talking to a lot of people lately who are still kind of 
in that mode, they're so confused about where their next move should be in life that they are still, I'm, I'm still attached, attracting a lot of people who are depressed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I shared my journey of depression last year um, and going through that journey with everybody that now y'all are comfortable talking to me about depression, you right? manifested the people? I manifested these people. Yeah. I They saw, so one thing about me Why'd you manifest us, these people? Let me talk. Okay. That's what we're going to do right like, now. Why would you manifest? Let me just, let me just, depression. because I overcame it. I overcame depression and I manifested people who need to see a real life example of what overcoming looks like. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question for you? I, I want you to go. I want you to keep going. You can ask a question. Put your finger down. In my eye. Put I'm your sorry. Down. Um, so you, did you start with saying, yo, I want to attract depressed people? Was that the beginning of the manifestation? So the manifestation is something that I say every single day, um, usually in the shower, and it's God use me Mm. for whomever you see fit for me to to use me right now, right? And so my brand and my whole life really is attached to, I used to do this for me. I used to do this. I used to build and chase dreams to make sure first I could survive and not have to work. That was like mm-hmm. first. Like I never want to work in corporate America again. First. Second was to provide a life for my mother and my daughter. Done. Right. Um, now I realize. Remember last year I went through a series of just I'm not feeling it. I didn't know what was causing this depression. And it was because I realized that I was still serving myself. Like still serving myself. And my purpose is to serve other people and if you're purpose driven like me and like you you know that it can't just be about you it's bigger than you it's bigger than your cousins your aunties your grandparents all of that you have to leverage your success in a way that serves people in a grand way Mm -hmm. right and so I got back to that my point in talking about you were asking about my lesson um for the week I've still been attracting a lot of you guys who are suffering and struggling with depression. And I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement. You guys know that I'm a wordsmith and I love to break words down. And it just came to me this morning, really. Um, If you write down the word depression, you can't see it here. If you write down the word depression, just do it in your phone really quick. Write down the word depression and you're experiencing this. If you're watching this on camera, I want you to write it down on paper And I want you to look at depression a little differently because you're looking at me and saying, Donnie, I'm so depressed. I don't know what to do. I want to quit. I want to give up. When I was struggling with depression last year, I never wanted to quit. I never wanted to get up. I wanted to get past it. I wanted to figure out how to get on the other side of it. There's never been a moment that I ever wanted to quit. And I need you to understand that that's the only difference between you and I. Now, if you look at the word depression and we do word scramble and we choose to use this word, our situation right now to create our solution. Guys, your solution is always hidden in the situation. Okay, you take the words out. We're going to start with the letter I write the letter word, the letter I. You don't need to do it, too. Nope, because I got it. It's in my head. That's good. We got the word depression written out. We're going to scramble these letters. We're going to start with the word I. Next word, put a space in between it. We're on. Next letter is P. Same word. Next letter is R, E, S, S, E, D. Next word, O, N. What does that say? I pressed on. 
Your solution is always hidden in your situation, right? Even down to the word saw. Right now, many of you are seeing your own circumstances for what they are. You see the lack, you see the house you don't like, you see the car you don't want to drive, you see the money, the situation that you're in, you don't want to be there. You saw it, if you reverse that word, and that word is it ends up being was, when you look at yourself and who I am right now, I had to become who was Donnie Wiggins? Who did she have to become to change what she saw? If you are struggling with depression right now, I want you to not think about I'm stuck here. I can't get out of this. I can't get out of bed every single day. That's the difference between me and you. It takes a certain level of strength and it takes a certain level of belief to know that I'm in this situation right now, but I pressed on. Your solution is hidden right here in your situation. You want better money? You want a new house? You want a new car? You want a new opportunity? It's all, You got the answers. You have everything that you need right now. God has already revealed it to you, but you hadn't recognized it because you're so stuck in what is actually happening right now. That was hard. That was hard. <laughs> all right. So for those of you who need to hire, and everybody in this room will hopefully get to the point where you need to hire. Yeah, you can sit down. Um, telling somebody what to do the day before, the week before, the month before, is probably in your top three of inefficiencies in how you manage your business, right? So we have to paint pictures for our team. Our team has to be very clear. The very first thing any new employee needs to be clear about from you as an employer is your company's mission and your company's vision. That means where are we taking it? Where are we taking this company? And what vital role is being played through your position in this company? Like, and I learned this late before I was just hiring people and saying, these are your tasks on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. You do this Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I need this reporting on this day. Right. But people never understood. They were unsuccessful in their roles because they didn't really understand the big picture of what we're working on. Shatora, you were at my home last week and we mapped it out. What is the big picture to reach this goal? We're very, very clear. It's not just this is your job and this is what you're doing. It's this is the big vision. These are the micro parts that we need to facilitate. And here is how you fit in. Here is how you fit in, Brie. Here's how you fit in on the team. So making sure they understand that. Then you want to make sure you're auditing for people to actually, for me, you can't just be looking for a job. I have to have people who really believe in the vision of where we're going because that's the energy I need around me. So I haven't made it big enough yet where my employees are so far removed from me that I don't know if they're passionate about this or not, but you really got to be sold out for the job. So one thing I love about what you do, um, you have like morning meetup, they're reading books and you're, you're keeping them very aware and you're having these meetings every single day, you know, with team and we're talking about the vision and we're allowing them to see how they contribute, but you don't just tell them how they contribute. You let them tell you how they contribute. How does your role play a part in the bigger picture of social proof or David Shan's LLC or whatever, whatever that is, allowing them to have feedback. But it's you creating content through, let's say, your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, what they do. What is the excitement that they need to have around working for you. So like when, when we went through your process of hiring your assistant, when I created the job description, you probably never read it. What did. it you did? Remember you asked me, what do you want her to do? Right. Yeah. And perfect. So I asked,
asked Dave, um, he was having trouble with keeping uh, the right staff in place. So I said, let me handle that for you. Let me get the staff in place. One person. Yeah. <laughs> and Dottie had to fire her. I had to fire her because he was scared to have the conversation. I wasn't scared. I'm going to have the tough conversation all day, every day, period, <laughs> right? I don't like to, but it has to get done. So I'm like, let me hire your next assistant. So we go out and I'm like, tell me what you need. Dave gives me all of these things. She needs to be organized. She needs to be punctual. She needs to be blah, 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 blah. These things are great. But what about the character of the person who needs to work in this capacity with you? So I added to that job description the type of person you need to be. I know in order to be around me, you need to be lively. You need to be very friendly and outgoing because my business partners and my clients need to feel at home and they need to feel welcome, right? What are the core qualities and the core values of that person? And then we search for that person. And it was really easy for me to go through the first couple of rounds of interviews because you don't even meet the core values. I don't care what your skill set are, what your skill sets are. When you showed up to this Zoom, you were three minutes late, done. You showed up to this Zoom, you were quiet, a lot of awkward space, done. You showed up to the Zoom, you didn't know who the heck I was or David, done, right? These are things that we needed to put in place. I don't care how fast you type. I don't care how well you communicate. Let's talk about these core values first. So that's that on staff. You got anything there? Um, no, yeah, I, I think for, and that's for people that are going to have a staff. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to fulfill those roles yourself. Yes. Uh, even before we have all these people in this studio, we had the studio and... I not only set up the recording, set up the, the guests, but I'm setting up the cameras. I'm in there an hour and a half early, setting up the cameras, setting up the mics, recording, taking it home, editing it, and making sure that it's out on time. Mm -hmm. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I did all of that. I was the right employee for me. Mm -hmm. Some of you, like, you're the wrong employee for you. <laughs> like, in what you're trying to do, you're not the right fit. You would probably fire you. Like you're always late, you're always making excuses, you 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 never execute. You're the wrong person. Yep. I believe you can for sure make your first six figures by yourself. You absolutely you can make your first seven figures by 100%. yourself. I nearly did. You guys, when I was on my journey, um, I created my course during COVID, right? And I created my course during COVID while I had COVID breathing on oxygen treatments and I thought I was dying literally didn't know because that's what the news was around you right thought I was dying and I said what I have built right now will not sustain my mother and my daughter should I die and I'm in like I had COVID for months this was not like a quick thing and I'm in my bedroom and I'm like I gotta figure something out because I don't know how long they're gonna be able to survive off of what I had done so I said I can't work with my one-on-one -on -one clients right now because I'm sick how do I package this up, put it in a course? We're talking about content. We're talking about no excuses. We're talking about doing what you have to do, right? So I am literally trying to figure out how to put this together. I'm mapping out my course. I'm putting everything together on paper. As soon as I get my voice back and I'm able to speak, I need to record. 
the imperfections of it all. I live in a condo. It's very noisy. There's trucks and trains and everything. Police sirens going by. This isn't working. I can't sell this. You know what I did? I went in my bathroom. I, uh, what do you call it when you... Poop? Soundproof. Oh. Shut up. I went, <laughs> I went in my bathroom. I laid a... I Googled first, how do you soundproof a, an open space? And there were some suggestions about going in the bathroom, putting pillows around your bathtub. And I have this on camera, like I shared it once before. I'm literally in my bathtub with COVID with an oxygen mask on my face. And I hit record because my motivating force at that time was making sure my mom and my daughter could continue to live their life for years if something should happen to me. I got it done anyway. So in that time, when I initially started my business, I was the tech team because I didn't have enough money to pay tech. We're in the middle of a whole pandemic. We're not spending money on team. I, had, I was my tech team. I figured out how to do my, my website. The same crappy website that's up today that's still generating seven figures. My website is trash. <laughs> okay? It's trash. It's a picture from way back in the day. Who cares? It works. And it converts. Right? I was my tech team. I was marketing. How do I market this idea? I know how to market when I'm out and about. I know how to sell and make a whole lot of money from the stage, but there are no stages right now. So how do I sell right here from my bed? And so I start getting ideas about how to be marketable from home, how to run a home, a true home-based business. And I just started trying things. The better I felt, if I had a minute of an hour where the medicine was working and I felt good, I recorded a video. I then said, okay, this isn't enough. Let me take people through the behind the scenes. And you guys enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of me building this brand, the struggles, my robe, my hair looking a mess, me in raggedy pajamas, whatever had to happen. We're going to get this course out. The content has to be created. We're not out shooting content in Buckhead and looking pretty with red bottoms on. We're right here at the crib. Y'all going to see this thought bed that I have. You know, I got the thought bed. You thought headboard too? My, my headboard's so thought like, <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking when I bought that, but it is what it is, right? But y'all gonna see it. I was never embarrassed to show the beginnings. I leveraged my beginnings as my content, and that is my unique selling proposition. That's why I come across so relatable. I'm on the morning meetup this morning. I was getting ready. I sent Kay a video this morning, scarf on, hair rolled up. Post that in the Patreon. Let people see how Donnie Wiggins lives her life and, and operates her business. But your content has to happen one way or the other, period. So all this, my hair's not done. My hair not done. I got my hair done on Saturday. It's four days later, all right? My hair not done. We show up and we make money. Your makeup's not done, show up. Your face breaking out, show up. You don't know what to say, say anything. This makes the difference. And this isn't just from 2020. Like this literally, when I got on Facebook somewhere between 2008, 2010, this is on the other side of, I had just lost everything. And here's this platform that allows you to just vent. Just say whatever you want to say. And I'm telling people like, because I had been known in my circle for being successful. How do you, how do you be, how, how do you create this massive amount of success, which was massive at that time for me? I was making like $250,000 a year, felt massive to me. How do you go from this person who has this amount of success? You're all the way up here. Everybody's celebrating you. Anytime I go to the reunions, it's like, oh, there she go. And then I have nothing. I lost my cars. I lost my home. I'm living with my mom. I'm sharing a bed with my daughter, my old childhood bed. Like, how do I show my face? What do I do? Am I going to let the embarrassment take control of me? And I decided immediately, you know what? 
Nobody's going to beat me to this embarrassment. I'm just going to put it out there. Y'all, I lost everything. Watch how we about to come up, though. Mm. And I took everybody through it as I'm thinking this through. I literally posted about my every move. Some of you guys feel like, oh, let me hold this to my chest until it's done. That didn't work for me. Sharing the journey and creating content that exposed the truth about what was happening in my life and what I was building at that time, my first, that business was a clothing store. You know, just sharing that journey is what really took it to the next level. So I want you to write down right now, what are three types of content you can create? Most of you won't have employees right now, so that part won't matter. What are three types of cre- content that you can create that are relevant to your business model? Write them out. Is it behind the scenes content? Is it educational content? Do people, people love to see my behind the scenes, so I show it. They like to see David's behind the scenes, so he shows it. Is it your educational content where you're giving game? Here are the three ways that you do X, Y, and Z. Is it your motivational content where you're really empowering and impacting other people? One of my favorite types of content is agitation content. I love to agitate the crap out of y'all. I love it. I'm going to call you out in my content. I'm going to make you read this, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is it. Oh, wait, she's talking about me. My feelings hurt (laughs) because I am going to agitate you to the point where you are going to make a different decision. You're going to make a change. What is the different types of content you can create? Write that out, period. The other thing is I want you to figure out the roles that you must play in your company. You don't have the money to hire anybody right now. Take it off the table. Don't ask me how we put a team together. That's not your mission right now. You are your team. Say it with me. I am my team. I am my team. If you know that, say it like you mean it. I am my team. All right. So you are the team right now that's going to get you to your first half million dollars. Do you believe that? I don't feel like you do. Because nobody said you are. I am my team. And so I want you to write out the roles that you must play every single day. Are you your operations director? Are you your marketing expert? Are you your accounting and payroll person? Are you your content creator? Are you the expert? Write it out right now what has to happen in your business. This is like real real talk. You can literally go back on my page to 2020 where I made a post talking about just this. I am my everything. How do you, Donnie, how do you create, and you got a bunch of stories of like the situation on your job and like those are the things that really broke the chain for you, right? Yeah. So how do I attach my emotion? Yeah. Um, you said something earlier and guys, I want you like, we're not just talking about it. This is part of my bathroom wall. These are my sticky notes with my affirmations on just one of my bathroom walls. Right now? Right now. Wow. And this is... This is dated May 15th, 2022. I update like most of these stay the same, but my financial goals are the only ones that will change. So you'll see like the different color sticky notes just start to appear. Those are ones that probably have been accomplished or revised and I've, I've changed some things out. But you see these bent up sticky notes from the steam and the shower like this stuff mm-hmm. is real. Right. Um, for me, I remember the emotional attachment is really connected to my mom and my daughter. And like when we went through that period where we're pouring the gallons of water in the back of the the tank to, to flush the toilet, I tell this story all the time. It was, it was when the bank sent a family into our house for a short sale. And this family comes in with these two kids 
And my daughter was so proud of her bedroom. Like she had the coolest, dopest custom bedroom ever. And we're there to let the family in. And these two kids are fighting over who's going to get her room. Mommy, I want this room. This room's mine. This room's mine. And my daughter is like standing outside of the door frame, just kind of like leaned on the wall, just watching these kids. And that was the first time I had never cried about losing everything. And my mom would even say like, do you even care that you're losing this stuff? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Walk around sad all day, every day? That's not going to help anything. I accepted the reality, but I was affirming something different. But it was this day that my daughter's just kind of like leaned up against the wall, looking at these kids and they're fighting over her room in her face. And there's nothing I can do to stop this short sale. And that was the first time I got so emotional. I had to run off and I went and like hid in my stairwell and just broke down crying. Like, how could I have failed her so badly? She's just a kid and her number one prized possession. Somebody is in her face, not even realizing the pain that it's causing her, not even considering the pain that it's causing her about to take this away from her. I didn't care anything about what I was losing. I cared about the position that I put my daughter in. And my daughter came down into those stairs looking for me. I didn't even know that she understood what was happening. She's like seven years old at this time. And she puts her arms around my neck and she goes, it's okay, mommy, as long as that boy doesn't get my room. Mm. Right. And her being able to be so mature in that moment. And so like Deja never made me feel bad for not being able to maintain something or provide something or give something. Right. And she didn't really know a lot. I did such a good job hiding it, but it was in that moment that I said never again. And like Patrick bet David said, Mm -hmm. it's usually something that you hate. I hate it myself in that moment for putting her in that situation. I felt like scum of the earth parent. And that's when I decided what my, or discovered what my biggest fear was. Mm. I said, if I don't correct this quickly, my daughter is going to have to look beyond me for what a, what an example of what a real woman is supposed to be. If I don't get this together soon, God, like I can keep walking around and acting like, oh, I got time. Oh, I'm going to do this. But if I don't get this together, this little girl will not look to me as an example. And I hate myself for that. And that's today. Like the the, the goal just got bigger. It just, you know, it, it's she's still the motivation. It just changed. It was making sure at first that she had a room to call hers. All the time. Right. Even when after that, I had to move back in with my mom. We shared a bedroom. I never personalized that bedroom for me. We shared a bedroom, but this is yours. Paint it the color that you want. Have your toys everywhere. Don't consider me. It's you. After that, it was moving into a school district where she could get an education. After that, it was making enough money to send her to college. And now it's creating a legacy and a company big enough that I will be her first six-figure employer. Like the goal just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but she's still the motivation because I literally hated myself in that moment for what I caused her to lose. Man, God, anybody feel anything? And my next one is going to be managing money incorrectly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So outside of taxes, just managing my money and allocating funds incorrectly. 
And there are so many ways that you can do that, right? Um, But one of them specifically for me is not leveraging other people's money and Mm. only relying on my own. Mm. So because I've had like experiences with foreclosures and repossessions early in my adulthood um, and because college, you know, that experience, I had terrible credit. I just had this really negative mindset about credit. I never wanted it again. Like, you mean to tell me that this three-digit number determines how you see me, like my worthiness to the world, right? Mm. And I didn't like that idea. So I just stayed away from credit and I created the mindset of whatever I can't buy in cash, I just don't get, mm-hmm. right? And and that's still a good mindset sometimes, but that doesn't mean that you have to use your cash in real time, Right. And if I knew, if you study any billionaire and most multimillionaires, very few, no billionaires, but very few millionaires will be able to tell you that they achieved that status without leveraging other people's money. So you can't say that you want to build this giant wealth, this generational wealth that's something larger than you've ever seen before using your cash. No matter how much cash you have, cash is like the least valued thing that you can have access to. And so not not leveraging other people's money, not doing things like establishing business credit and business funding uh, will be one way that I mismanaged my money. But also number two, the second highest way that I did not manage my money properly is that it took me way too long to start investing. It just took me way. I mean, it's embarrassing. It took me way too long to start investing. So. When mismanaging my money, I believed for a long time that I could save my way to wealth. Mm, I remember. Yeah, I remember those days. I believe like, okay, if I get this amount of money, I'm putting 20% in the savings account and that's just going to grow. And watching it, watching it grow is like, oh, it's growing. Right? Like you want to see all your money in the bank. You're like, I got off on that. When I started making money, like Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, when I get $10,000 in my account and then it's 20 and then it's 100, when I got 100,000 cash in my account, Mm -hmm. like I took the family to dinner. Like we are, (laughs) like we are, and it's just not the best management, money management practice. Mm -hmm. You want to be diversifying your income streams right away, making investment. And that doesn't mean starting a whole bunch of businesses, but making investments, Um, Whether you're investing in stocks or whether you're investing in financial markets or real estate or other businesses or or yourself, even like you got to invest that money somewhere else. Because, again, going back to your point, number whatever, um, number four, if you keep money as your if you keep money as you're building wealth. That money that you enjoy seeing stack up in your account is just going to go to the IRS. Oh, 100%. I looked at the calendar. I realized today is the eighth day of the month. Do you guys know what the number eight means spiritually or symbolically? No. So the number eight is uh, means new beginnings. I'm sorry. Real quick. I just I just got to know. So who creates <laughs> who created that? Who decided that eight means no new beginnings? OK, so the number eight means new beginnings. Right. And there, mm-hmm. go I'm ahead. Look Shans. up the definition of eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I, go, go, go where you're going. The number eight means new beginnings. And today we talked a lot about change and the process that you go through in order to get change. And I just really feel it in my spirit that we're on the verge of a breakthrough. We're on the verge of a breakthrough. You have to start looking at situations for what you want them to be. 
and not for what they actually are. Anybody in this room who in here is like on the verge, you need something to change in your life right now. Yes. Yes. You're on. You're literally on your way. If I am you today, and this is also something that I will do later today because I am very, very spiritually connected Today, as I recognize this and I woke up with this energy, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe God woke me out of woke me up out of bed and I went into like praise. Right. Just like, why do I feel this energy today? But I I realized it's a number of new beginnings. We just had a full moon. Like there's a whole lot of things that are happening in in our world. (laughs) I know you leave me alone. But what I intend to do today is take advantage of this on the eighth day of the month and the eighth day of any month. Right. And write out your intentions very, very clear, very, very clear, very, very clear. Not I need more money. How much? Not I want a new home. What zip code? What does it look like? How many bedrooms do you need to accommodate you? Like get really, 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 really deep on this. I'm serious, guys. I strongly believe that that is how I built any ounce of success that I've ever had. I knew very early on that I wanted to be a seven figure earner. How do I do that? Well, collaborations using my gifts. I identified that I have a gift of communication. How do I use my voice? God, please reveal to me how I use my voice. And I'm running from this. I'm going live on Instagram and Facebook every single day, not realizing that this ability to use my voice in this way will ultimately be the piece that sets me free, right? Well, God, I get it, but I know how to use my voice, but I need more exposure. I need people who believe in me and who support me because I didn't really get that support from my friends. I didn't really get that support from my family. Introduce me to people. I meet Dave, right? Now, y'all know in the beginning I was Dave's like mentor, right? I don't don't know if I'll go that far. I was definitely Dave's mentor. He definitely saw the cool kid in the room was like, how can I learn from her? Anyway, and then I realized he kind of knew a thing or two on his own. But then, you know, you start meeting people who and we started y'all. for you guys that don't know. We started across the street at the E-Complex holding workshops with like 20 people, yep. 40 people, six, six people. I think it was like 2017. Yep. We started like doing these entrepreneur exchange workshops. You pay twenty dollars to get in. And we literally gave it everything it we 20, had it a 10 piece. It like, might have been ten dollars. Yeah. I think they were free at first. Yeah. Just come. Yeah. Just come. Right. And we got people in the room. All we need you to do is come. And David and I have been figuring it out now. I think that's like, what, six years later. We've been figuring it out piece by piece. We both have our own individual brands. But it wasn't really until we came together and we just brainstormed and masterminded, and brainstormed, how are we going to get this money? How are we going to do this? How are we going to build community? How are we going to impact people in this way? David has been here since 2014. It didn't begin to really evolve until 2017. Mm-hmm. So everything that's happening in your life right now is adding up. It's adding up. Appreciate the part of the process that you're in right now, but don't overlook the solution that's currently hiding in your situation. You got it. I promise you got it. I promise. I promise. I promise you got it. It's right there. You got to get quiet for a minute. You need to take a day just to sit in solitude and just get quiet and just start writing it out. Write out what you got access to. Write out what you have, what you need access to. When you start thinking about, hmm, here's what I need access to, write down, do I have anything? Who do I know who can help me get access to this? Do I have any piece of this puzzle already? And you will be surprised at how the answers just start to reveal themselves. You got it. 100%. I believe in y'all. I believe in y'all. 
The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.